to ashes, dust to dust. Remember that you are dust, and to dust you shall return. Could a garden color from this ground Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. You may have noticed uh, in recent years, as uh, I have, that there's been a bit of an obsession in reality TV, if uh, you watch much TV, with shows having to do with Alaska, either based in Alaska or about Alaska. Every time you turn around, there's another one. I just made a quick list. Deadliest Catch, Ice Road, Truckers, Alaska, Last Frontier, Life Below Zero, Gold Rush, Alaskan Bush People, Bering Sea Gold, Edge of Alaska, The Last Alaskans, Yukon Men, Railroad Alaska, Alaska State Troopers, Alaska Bush Pilots. And yesterday, honestly, I turned, was scr scrolling through the channels and I saw uh, there's a new one. It's called, it was called uh, The Alaskan Triangle. Have you seen this one yet? I'm not making it up. Uh, this is about... I think it's about, I didn't watch much of it, but I think it's about ghosts in the past in Alaska and paranormal activity, you know, the Alaska Triangle. So anyway, well before Alaska was getting all of this attention, the novelist Jack London wrote The Call of the Wild, uh, wrote White Fang, and uh, other great novels uh, about the frontier days in Alaska. I had my own stint of living in Alaska for a while, nothing uh, nearly as adventurous as some of Jack London's experiences. London was an interesting character in his own right, to be sure. And he wrote, I would rather be ashes than dust. I would rather that my spark should burn out in a brilliant blaze than it should be stifled by dry rot. I would rather be a superb meteor every atom of me in magnificent glow than a sleepy permanent planet. The function of man is to live, not to exist, he wrote. I shall not waste my days trying to prolong them. I shall use my time. And London truly lived a uh, life as a superb meteor, you could say, before he was 17 years old. Uh, he had worked in a cannery, uh, he'd also been a sailor. He was an oyster pirate, whatever that is. He was, he was one. He was a, a fish patroller. He rode the rails to experience life as a kind of, you know, homeless person for a, a good stretch. Uh, he ended up in, in prison for a while. When he got out of uh, jail, he went ahead and got his, uh, his uh, GED, he went ahead and got his high school equivalency diploma, and, and then he had enrolled at the University of uh, California at Berkeley. And there at Berkeley, he immersed himself in literature, in, in books, and also became a radical socialist, and then 
One year later, in 1897, he dropped out of college uh, and joined the Alaska Gold Rush. And then uh, he never struck it rich, but it was there. You see, I finally got to the, the whole back to Alaska. I made it back to Alaska. Uh, it was there in Alaska where he had such rich experiences that it gave him so much material that in the end he wrote 50 books uh, that were published. Uh, Jack London also seemed to uh, burn himself out, as he had sort of prophesied, uh, with hard living and alcohol, and uh, he ended up dying at 40 years old. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. I would rather be ashes than dust, he had written. But whether we live to be 100 or we die much younger than that, the Bible reminds us uh, in several places, such as Psalm 103, uh, that life is, in fact, brief. The life of mortals is like grass. They flourish like a flower of the field. The wind blows over it, and it is gone. And its place remembers it no more. Remember that you are dust, and to dust you shall return. A Lent is a season of reflection. It is a season of repentance. It's a time that invites us to look inside of our hearts and, and see ourselves with compassion and, and truth, to see both our brokenness and our beauty, our failings and our faithfulness. Traditionally, Lent has been a time of fasting and repentance, Ash Wednesday is not a liturgical day that brings a lot of people who are not already connected in a significant way to the church. Most people out there, uh, whether or not they have any kind of connection to the church, could tell you something about Christmas, you know, that's the birthday of Jesus, and something about Easter, it's when Jesus rose from the dead. Actually, a lot of people, whether or not they have a connection to a church, may even decide, you know what, on a Christmas Eve, I'm going to go to church this holy night. I kind of feel drawn to it. Or uh, the same happens on Easter, but not so much this night, not so much Ash Wednesday. The season of Lent, if we kind of look at the, ch the church at large, it's not really our best and strongest outreach time of the year. At first glance, it just doesn't lend itself to um, little brochures and you know, the little ads that churches put in the paper leading up to their Christmas Eve services and announcing their Easter Sunday morning. I mean, what would you write if you were going to put a little blurb about Ash Wednesday? Come worship with us tonight. We'll put a smudge of ash on your forehead and remind you that you're going to die. Bring the whole family. I mean, it's just not as uh, compelling uh, a message. And maybe that's all right. You know, Ash Wednesday really isn't a freshman 101 class. We've gathered together tonight for a reminder of our own mortality in this very place where so many people loved so dearly by members of this same community of faith have been committed to the Lord during funeral and memorial services in this very space. At those services 
the pastors, a long lineage of pastors here at Prince of Peace, have been called and blessed to stand and say, into your hands, O merciful Savior, we commend your servant. Acknowledge, we humbly beseech you, a lamb of your own flock, a sheep of your own fold, a sinner of your own redeeming. Receive her into the arms of your mercy, into the blessed rest of everlasting peace, and into the glorious company of the saints of light. We've gathered together tonight to admit to ourselves that such a day will come for each of us as well. Earth to earth, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Remember that you are dust, and to dust you shall return, is the refrain of Ash Wednesday. But these ashes are only a reminder, and they do not leave a permanent mark, for they are placed upon the very spot on our foreheads where some years back for most of us, the sign of the cross was made in our baptisms, which serves as a kind of eternal scotch guard against the stain of sin, death, and the devil. It's why we can be brave enough and faithful enough and confident enough in those promises to allow ourselves to be smudged with ash in the sign of the cross now because it is not permanent. But that first mark is, remember that you are a child of God and you have been sealed with the Holy Spirit and marked with the cross of Christ forever. So here we are on Ash Wednesday. It's an odd liturgy. It's a strange worship service. It's a tough one to sell out there. But here we are. And it is not the end. For the final word is never the death of somebody we love or of ourselves. The final word is always the promise of new life in Christ. Or, as Mr. Rogers himself once said, Often, when you think you're at the end of something, you're really at the beginning of something else. You make me new. You are making me new. Making me. You So to send you out a blessing by Jan Richardson, it's called Rend Your Heart. To receive this blessing, all you have to do is let your heart break. Let it crack open. Let it fall apart so that you can see its secrets chambers, the hidden spaces where you have hesitated to go. Your entire life is here, inscribed whole upon your heart's walls. Every path taken or left behind, every face you turned toward or turned away, every word spoken in love or in rage, every line of your life you would prefer to leave in shadow, every story that shimmers with treasures known and those you have yet to find. It could take you days to wander these rooms, 40 at least. And so let this be a season for wandering for trusting the breaking, for tracing the rupture that will return you to the one who waits 
watches, who works within the rending to make your heart whole. Amen.